Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 142 of the Power Company podcast brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to give you all the details of my life right now because, well, mostly because I just did that in an episode a few days ago with my friend Lee Kujis. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen because you have to do these things in order. What are you doing jumping out of order? Don't do it. But actually, it's because I'm just excited to get this episode out there. Um, Number one, this is a gift to Lee Kujis. Like I said in the previous episode, thank you for the hospitality while I was in Oz. Hopefully I can pay it back someday here in Lander. Start training those pockets up. Number two, because I know Lee isn't the only person super stoked to hear this conversation. I've gotten so many DMs in my Instagram asking when this one's coming out. So very uncharacteristically, I can't believe I just said that word without messing it up, uncharacteristically, I am putting this out very quickly. I just recorded it recently. In fact, I flew to Vegas specifically to have this conversation. I was there 36 hours. And the only way that that happens is because of the patron support of this podcast. So I want to say a big thank you to all of the patrons. You know who you are for making that happen. Um, I don't take it lightly having to drive a 12-hour round trip to the airport and then being gone and flying, buying a ticket, flying to Vegas for 36 hours, that takes up quite a bit of time that I don't get to do other work and that I'm not at home and I'm not training. Um, So I don't take that lightly, and I appreciate that the patrons make that happen. If you're interested in becoming a patron, you can do that at patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast, and there's more episodes over there. There's a bunch, actually, and I know, patrons, that I have slacked on that podcast a little bit, but we're back on the come up. Now, back to this. Today's episode is with Moonboard Legend, Instagram Legend, Ravioli Biceps, the only person, definitely the first and I think still the only person to do all of the Moonboard benchmarks on the 2016 set. While in Vegas, I got to moonboard with Ravioli Biceps and Jonathan Segrist, who's also been on the podcast and needs no introduction. And it was really fascinating for me to watch the two of them interact. And this conversation is one that I really, really was looking forward to. Um, It's a little bit different. Most of us are training indoors to climb harder outdoors. And it's a little bit different here. So I was looking forward to finding out more about what was going through his mind and, and what prompted him to want to do all of these benchmarks. 
So I'm going to get to it, but first, we start this conversation talking about a photo that I show him. And that photo you can see right there in your Pocket Supercomputer in the show notes. You can also click a link to buy the t-shirt in that photo that was created by Lee Kujis. And if you're a Moonboard fanatic, you want it. So go there, click the link, buy the shirt, represent. Let's get into it. Now I'm training inside to climb harder inside, and then I want to do benchmarks so I can do more benchmarks. So it's it's kind of this like snake eating its own tail. Who cares, right? It doesn't it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do. get to moonboard with Jonathan? Uh, you know, we probably get maybe, ideally it'd be once a week, but probably like twice a month realistically, just because they're kind of morning people. Mm. And I work mostly at night. So, um, but yeah, I always try to send them a text every time I'm going. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to be here this to this, you know, that's like my window. So if you can, be awesome to climb yep. together. Do you have other regular moonboard partners? Um, not really. Um, but anybody that's usually there that I know just from climbing in the gym and I know has <clears> moonboarded <throat> or wants to moonboard, I'll try to like recruit them. Kind of yeah. like, yeah. hey, are you going to climb on the moonboard today? Or they're like, no, I'm doing some other program or I'm just climbing, you know, on this. But I definitely like, for me, it's the more the merrier. Yeah. Like, if I can get people on their session in together, like that's where I feel like it's the best for me. Are your sessions different when you're like solo versus more people? Are they like, do you pull energy from other people or can you get that same energy by yourself? Um, they're very different. So I, when I climb by myself, I'm pretty structured and pretty rigid. What I'll do now that I've done like all the benchmarks is I'll pull up a range from like, let's say it's 7A to like 7B plus, so like V6 to V8, and I'll do most repeated. I'll, I'll sort by most repeated, and then I'll turn off all the ones that I've done. Mm -hmm. So it, it filters those out, and now it's all the ones that I have <clears throat> that that I can do, you know what I mean? Like that are yeah. um, highly repeated, and I'll just go through those. I'll go through usually five of those at that range, and if I'm still feeling like, hey, I'm not super warmed up, or... I want to, um, you know, maybe take it a little slower or maybe it's like a high volume day. I'll just keep going. Otherwise I'll switch to like nine to 11 and just start doing like individual, um, like moves or pulls on stuff I've already done before mm. until it's time to again, sort those that, that like nine to 11 range by, um, most repeated and then turn off all the ones I've done. So then I'm just like basically trying to now do new problems and I'll try to do five of those, um, or more if it's a hard day, like 10. Um, and a lot of them are nines cause I'm not doing like a million 11s like in a session. And then after that, I'll go like 11 to, you know, project, like basically right. a project. So that's like, that's like my standard session. If I'm, you've got your, you've got like these sessions totally dialed in like yeah. board dialed. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm <clears throat> solo, it's like, it's all, it's all business for me. I, I don't have a ton of time like throughout the week. So when I get in there, I'm like, yeah, 
I'm here's what's going on, you know, but what I think is nice to break that up since I'm so structured is if I can recruit someone, then it's like, I'll play off them. Hey man, have you done any problems you want me to try or like, what are you working, you know? And I'll just kind of like play off that. Um, when I'm sessioning with someone else, I don't usually like to have control of the board, like, Mm. like control of the LEDs, Mm -hmm. you know, and people be like, Oh man, you can hook up, you can hook up. I'm like, no, that's fine. I want to, I want to go off, off your pace and off your, uh, motivation, you know? And, yeah. and, and I, I know a lot of my projects by heart. Like I know a lot of the benchmarks by heart. So it's easy for me if I want to, I can just let them have the board and then I can, you know, do my thing. Yeah. And that's a cool way to expand what you, what you're climbing on because if you had control of the board, you're most likely going to go straight to the things that you want to climb on, you know, instead exactly. of like today, Seagrist finding these things where you can get bunched up into a little ball and then explode out of it, you know, maybe those wouldn't be the things you would look for normally. And that's a huge reason why I like climbing with him is he, we, I feel like complement each other pretty well and he's very good at getting himself into a ball and doing power moves or like, um, tight compression, things like that. And I struggle with that. And so I, the things that I've been studying lately and what I like to climb lately is exactly that. Like, cool. Can I bunch myself up into this tiny little, like, four by four hold of uh, a box of holds and right. then just explode out maybe six rows or five rows or whatever I can manage, yep. which is pretty cool. So, yeah. So I want to like go all the way back and start at the, like f- learning about your history with the moon board and how this whole thing came about. Cool. But before we do that, I want to show you this photo. <laughs> all right. I showed it to <laughs> J star and he said he wants one. He had quite um, the reaction here, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, so Liku, just I know you're listening to this. Um, we <laughs> have up, to get Lee? these things up on the internet for people to purchase. Um, I took this photo of Liku just recently. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> oh, man, that is, that is like, wow, pretty honored to be on that Mount Rushmore. That is crazy. <laughs> Look at that. I'm definitely like the softest dude in that like no way in, dude. In that in that group. That's So explain what you're looking at here. That's Elite and, Company. Okay. And I'll so, be putting this image up on yeah. the website so you guys will be able to see it in yeah. the show notes. So basically it's one of the it's like in the style of those um it's like all like the Helvetica like black t shirt with white text and it's uh each line is a different uh, I guess <laughs> famous uh, setter or like prolific setter on the moon board. So you have Nap, which is Cal Nap, um, Caprasecca, Ricardo Caprasecca, and then you have Hosek Lee. Um, and then you have Ravioli, which is me. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good company to be in. So those are all guys that have like multiple, multiple benchmarks on both sets. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's also got this shirt. <laughs> is it a be- hey, but is it a benchmark at the end of the day <laughs> here's a real question is it a benchmark so I'll, I'll post these photos up on the site for everybody to see that's too so good you guys can go check them out and hopefully by the time this thing comes out lee will have these up on a site somewhere print to order so that everybody can rock these shirts i'm getting one for sure that's amazing <laughs> that's cool no i thought you would love that yeah so i do that's amazing <laughs> Wow, what a trip. And it, first off, did did the name Ravioli Biceps come at the same time as you were starting the, the Moonboard campaign? 
So ravioli biceps is, um, it came a while ago. So I like, uh, it's a, a Wu-Tang reference, right? Yeah, totally. So I'm a big, like, you know, Kung Fu movie nerd. And like, obviously I love Wu-Tang. Um, you know, and I, and especially <clears throat> like, I like uh ghost face, like non sequitur, you know, yeah. like crazy references and stuff. Does he ever actually say ravioli biceps? No, but I he, didn't think so. He doesn't, but so it's, it's like, it's kind of like biceps uh, and phantom ravioli. Phantom ravioli. Yeah. And he's got others like, uh, like, you know, Lamborghini bracelets and like the yeah. hands of Zeus and stuff like yeah. that. Galaxy knuckles. Like, I just think all that stuff is super fun. And, um, when I was, yeah, galaxy knuckles, that's going to be my moon board. Game. Yeah. That's a good one. Right. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was actually picking, um, like a gamer tag for like, I think it was like Xbox live or something at the time. And I was like, Oh, like I want to do that. And I was thinking <clears> of <throat> using it too for, um, like for eight a, you know, just like as yeah, a, I just yeah, thought yeah. it was like a cool, yep. <laughs> a cool, like, uh, like jumbo Haas and twin cannons and Crux <laughs> yeah. Padwell. Yeah. Crux know? Padwell, the yeah. legend. Um, yeah. So I just kind of, that's just been like my handle and when it was time to or like when i decided to make like a a catalog of like all the benchmark videos i was like oh well it's got to be ravioli biceps for sure so it kind of went from there (laughs) yeah well somebody on the internet today when i posted that this was happening said can can you just not use any names and only (laughs) call him ravioli biceps so that's what we're gonna do um, right. It's it's shockingly like it. <laughs> difficult to find your name because your ravioli biceps everywhere. That's right. So we're gonna leave it that way. Yeah, that's it. People don't get to know. That's right. I Go, like it. Ghostface Killer. <laughs> Galaxy Knuckles. I'm gonna use like the witness protection like voice too. Like, <laughs> whoa, this is ravioli biceps. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm all silhouetted. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's gonna be the image. Yeah. I'm, gonna, <laughs> just, I'm just gonna yeah. Photoshop the MF Doom mask over your face. Yep. Oh man, yes, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Everyone will only know you by your back with tattoos. <laughs> yeah, from for now sure. forward. Like so, it. how did this whole moonboard thing start? Like, I know that it's a, a tool that you know is pop, getting more and more popular, and is in gyms. Um, but you were a, a an outdoor climber before, and still are. Yeah. Um, but how did it? start that you just decided this is going to be what I'm doing? Yeah. So I, um, I've been climbing, um, for a long time without really any breaks and no, you know, knock on wood, I'm not going to do it, but, um, (laughs) but knock on wood, uh, no injuries, you know what I mean? So nothing too crazy. And then, um, uh, in, it was like August, 2017, like the end of August, uh, uh, we got a we got a puppy, mm-hmm. and this is like again maybe the most boring story. But I'm playing with the puppy, and I end up like falling out of my sandals. You know, you do like the ankle roll yep. thing; yep. it just goes to 90 degrees and then mm-hmm. right back. And I heard like a big snap and was like, ah, that's not good. And then mm-hmm. I just immediately couldn't wait it at yep. all. Um, so I broke my foot. Nothing too crazy. Like it was just like a little break in the foot. But I was in a boot for you know, a couple months and, um, I was still doing pull-ups, doing core, all that stuff. And, uh, the gym where I climb had just put up a moon board at that time. And when I got back to where I could kind of just like put on a sneaker and one climbing shoe, one sneaker, I was like, Oh, this is cool. It's padded. It's low to the ground. And you, and know, you don't I need can... your feet anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just campus all those boys anyway. So, uh, um, I was doing, I think like I have the first problem I did. I have it here. Uh, it was, a. Uh, like October 18th, I did Pogo 
I think I have it logged a second try and I have my comment is I climbed it with one foot. <laughs> so mm, yep. I just climbed it with one foot and um, it kind of went from there. It was like a really good tool and it was good for me to come back and just kind of start at like the six week pluses or V4s and just kind of work through and work through each grade. And at that point in time, I didn't know what benchmarks were. I was like, oh, that's cool. Someone else was climbing on it. and they're like, oh, like there's these benchmarks, which are like the hand selected problems i guess or whatever right. supposed to represent maybe the best or hardest or whatever of the grade picked by benchmark moonboard himself yeah picked by yeah. ben moon aka <laughs> benchmark moonboard <laughs> big shout out um so yeah i i just was working through all those and then um i got to the point where i was healthy i was climbing in both shoes both feet everything was good at my heel like the healing process went really well mm-hmm. and i was feeling good feeling strong were you, at that time were you looking at the moon board as just a tool to get you back outside strong? Yes, totally. Okay. So it wasn't its own thing yet. No, no, it wasn't. Um, and I got to maybe where I was climbing around like the seven B's or like V eights, like getting through those benchmarks. And Mm -hmm. I hit a benchmark called Bazoo by Ricardo Caprasecca. And I was like, man, this thing is super hard. Like I know how it goes, but I want to like, I wish I had a video that I could see someone doing it. Right. And I was like trying it and trying it, trying it's got this pretty heinous cross on it, like jump cross, of course. And, um, I found this video of, uh, Dong Yu Lee who climbs with Hoseok in South Korea. He, I found it way deep in his Instagram, like just way, way deep. And it was maybe not even the first one. He had like a bunch of videos and I was like deep diving to find this video. And I found it and I was like, okay, cool. Like it's not giving me any new information really of as far as like movement or tricks or anything like that. But it's like, cool. I'm seeing it happen. Right. It's possible. And it like motivated me to to just like do it. Right. Like, okay, I guess I just have to like get good enough to do it. And, um, and so I thought that was a really cool, mm-hmm. um, a really cool feeling. And I was, I remember talking with my wife, like, Hey, I think I'm going to like make videos of all the, all the benchmarks that I can do. Right. And at this point in time, like I said, I was like at the maybe like eights or some nines or something like that. Yep. And she's like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you should, <laughs> you know, like, what do you mean? So that's kind of where the project started as far as doing all the benchmarks or becoming obsessed with the benchmarks and yeah. you know making do you all the do videos. you have videos of every benchmark yeah on the 2016 set uh there's like 355 i have videos <clears throat> of all of them yeah i actually have a couple extra videos because they unbenchmarked a couple so i like <laughs> did some extra ones like come on <laughs> and all those aren't on your instagram right uh they all should be yeah they're all on there yeah okay i mean if you dig, if you dig deep enough i think the first one i have uh recorded is uh weathering or weathering heights okay it's like a famous uh v4 famous <laughs> famous for me <laughs> uh, but it's like a really highly repeated it's famous uh, to everyone four. who's listening so. <laughs> yeah it's uh but i was like oh i gotta start with that that one's like super classic ben moon set you know it's really nice yeah i do it all the time um you know as part of the warm-up or whatever yeah, yeah, I do it all the time. No big deal. <laughs> it's fun. Some of them are fun to repeat. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. What have you gotten out of those videos that you didn't expect? Like, I'm sure there have been, because of the popularity of this thing, and, and now there are other people putting up videos um, of their moonboarding. And, you know, if you search hashtag moonboard, you're going to find so many videos. Yeah, you know, it's everywhere. Crazy. And, 
Uh, for for a time, I like curated my feed specifically <laughs> so that moonboard videos were gone from it. Yeah, <laughs> because I, that's all I was seeing. It's that's all my feed is at this point. It's just endless moonboard videos. I love it so. But I bet you get a lot out of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I mean, even just watching myself. So in the like when I was first making videos of everything, I was like, man, I got a. There's a ton of benchmarks that are from v4 to v7 I, I, it's a huge majority are, are those and i was like i gotta make videos of all of these so i kind of made a game out of it uh as for the session i was like i want to see if i can do all of them and make videos of all of them just oh, in sick. a session right yeah. so um like where i put the camera i have to like kind of crawl up into the rafters and like press record and then like run mm -hmm. down I was wondering that today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, where in the hell did he set up in I here? I should have shown you the little nest. It's like <laughs> kind of in those like rafters behind yeah. where we were sitting. Um, so I would run up there and like hit record, run down, do it, run up, stop the record, and then swipe to the next one you need a remote man yeah i know it, it was like it was like my like version of cardio i swear i did i don't know how many i did one day for videos i did like <clears throat> 30 or, or 40 like v4s and fives and was like i'm just dead wow. i was so tired but yeah it was it you know it's fun i like i had all these um I was like, I had all these videos and in the early, like when I first started the page, I was posting like a bunch a day. Cause I was like, Oh, I would just want to like have the catalog done. Mm -hmm. I couldn't wait. I was just posting them. Yeah. Yeah. And you, do you get messages from other people about the videos? Yeah. All the time. Um, and I love them. I, I try to read everything, um, respond to everything. Uh, I get, yeah. People like, Hey, this beta helped me or Hey, you skipped like six holds. This beta didn't help me at all. Like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm gonna skip as many holds as I want, dude. Like when that brings up an interesting, <laughs> an interesting factoid, I expected you to be like six, two with this giant <laughs> ape index, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm glad it looks like that. I'm not and, <laughs> and I was just guessing that that's the like, that's the body type that will work best on the moon board. But, yeah. but you're more like 5'10". Mm -hmm. What's your ape? Uh, like plus two. Okay. Yeah. So, rel you know, not completely out of the ordinary. Yeah, just kind of a dude, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just a guy. Um, yeah, uh, and I get a lot of questions like that, like how tall are you or whatever. So I right. had to find out, like, I'm 180 centimeters, so... <laughs> <laughs> that right. helps <laughs> right had to do the translations yeah for sure and i was like wait how many kilograms am i i don't know because i get those questions a lot too so yeah how many of you just posted in my bio but i don't know yeah keep it secret well i also just realized that you keep your instagram a private account yeah so Why? um so i'm i i mean i'm just kind of a private guy in general yeah. um and i want everyone to i mean if if I want everyone to enjoy the catalog and, and hopefully check it out and, and be helpful, but um, kind of to weed out like bots and spam and all that other stuff. Like and just crazy humans. Yeah, just other stuff like that. I want people that um, want to be part of the community, if that makes sense, and yeah. that are going to be, you know, so, but if I see like, you know, you requested it and I see, okay, this person is a climber and right, it, their right. name isn't like one, two, three, four, X, Y, Z, you know, right, a million right. like weird things. Then it's like, yeah, for sure you're yeah. in. And if, and if you are pending and you have a weird name like that and you want moonboard beta, just send me a message and I'll read it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just trying to keep the spam and the bots at bay, I guess, you know? Yeah, totally. For sure. Yeah. Do you 
Like, do you have conversations with the other guys on the shirt? Um, I have maybe probably um, Kyle Knapp and uh, Hosiak the most, I would say. Uh, Ricardo, like, I have talked to a little bit, and, like, he's he's an amazing setter. He's just super strong, and his sets are thoughtful, pretty creative. I like mm-hmm. his stuff a lot. I haven't talked to him as much about stuff, um, but those other guys, yeah. For sure, yeah. that's been a really cool part of it because um, those guys have put a ton, all three of them have put a ton of work into the development and they set a lot and, you know, they post videos and their communities are super psyched. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ben Moon owes all of you royalties, <laughs> frankly. I just We're want to lobby like, for that. Oh, man. Like, <clears throat> there's only like three holds I want. I'm like, I want this hold, this hold, and this hold. I can't even get those, man. I'm like, I just need replacements because these holds are greased out, you know? And the shipping just costs a fortune. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, mm-hmm. please, just, I need, you know, hold number 53, 56, and like 65 or something like that. I forget what they are. You know, I had to go and look because yeah. I was like, I know them as like, you know, E14 or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think it's cool that all of you do have some, you know, some back and forth chatter between the four of you. Nate, Nate called the four of you, the, the four horsemen of the moon apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be death. (laughs) So, so that's how you shall be referred to from now on. Yeah, for Um, sure. Ravioli death. Yeah, there you go. And, um, but I think it's cool that that community happens, you know, I don't, when I first, when the moon board was first getting popular, I was annoyed by the videos more than anything, the constant moon board videos on my feed. Um, but I do think that the fact that you can watch Magos do this problem and then you can go try the exact same problem is really cool. Yeah, it just you know, takes me like a year longer to do. <laughs> sure, sure, of course. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is cool, and I do. I do get like the the uh, the burnout factor of like, you know, oh, I don't want to see a bunch of people, you know, moonboarding all the time, and you know, maybe that's another reason why I have it private. Is like, you know, just I think if it's private, I don't think it's showing up in people's feed. So if right. they want it, then it's like cool. It's all here, but I'm not trying to spam someone's feed with like a bunch of moonboarding if that's not what they want because that's literally all that's on there what's interesting to me that it's a private account and so many people know who ravioli (laughs) biceps is it's it's cool it's kind of a trip because like like i said i'm just i'm just like a guy like you know because if i say that name i don't get weird looks (laughs) like people know who ravioli biceps is Ah, it's crazy yeah i was i remember um I don't know anything about how things get benchmarked as much as people like message me and like, Hey, how, you know, how does this get benchmarked? How's this? And mm-hmm. I remember I like every day, pretty much I'll like refresh the problems and see what's out there and see what people are setting and, um, and check it out and go through it. And if I'm sessioning that day, I'll try stuff. And I remember refreshing, um, and I always check the benchmarks just to see if there's any added or someone mm-hmm. will message me and, and tell me. Are uh, they still adding on the 2016 set? Yeah, they added a, a couple recently. Um, I think they added three three or four between like the five and six or seven range. Okay. Which is cool. Like it's, I think it's... Um, so you just warmed up on those and then you're back <laughs> on top. I was like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Um, but yeah, I think it's, 
it's cool. It, I, I remember like refreshing and, and seeing that there were new benchmarks and seeing that one of mine had been chosen to be a benchmark and was like, oh man, that's like the biggest compliment ever. It was mm. huge. Um, you know, it's just awesome. Like I'm not really like a setter, you know, and moonboard setting is so weird anyway. Some people don't even call it setting because it's like, no, you're just picking holds. You're not right. setting any right. things, but sure. for lack of a better word, using <clears throat> setting. And um, it was just, you know, it's cool because uh, I've been you know, trying to make stuff that's fun and people enjoy. So, yeah. So going back to the story, like you break your foot, you're starting to moonboard, you find benchmarks Mm -hmm. and are getting into that. Did you ever use it as you intended, like as this way to get back outside and be stronger out there? Did you, did that happen or did it just take over? Uh, no, absolutely happened. Um, I, I don't remember where I was in like the benchmark process. I think I was like around the nines, maybe like some tens, like I had done. Um, there weren't a ton at the time. I think when I was doing most of the videos, there were only eight seven C plus or V tens. So, um, I had maybe done a couple and, uh, my wife and I took a trip to Bishop and I was like, Hey, I'm just kind of getting over my broken foot. I don't want to do anything super high ball. I want to just, you know, see where I'm at and kind of try hard. Cause I hadn't done a ton of climbing out outside. Sure. You know, I'd just been in the gym and like the controlled environment. So, um, I picked a few things like on the, like the bubble lobotomy on that like yeah. wall. Let's, the first off, let's use controlled environment really loosely because I climbed in that room today <laughs> and, and it's not like you're in a you know, humidity free, heat free, cold, perfect conditions room. Yeah, it, it can get pretty <laughs> sweaty in there for sure. Okay, like, I just I just wanted to make sure everyone was aware <laughs> that it's it's not some like bubble that you're climbing in. Yeah, it gets pretty pretty greasy in those holds. That get, yeah, pretty slick, but makes you try harder, I guess. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I have to do it. Um, but yeah, we went to Bishop, and I had a couple things on my list, so I thought I could do um, some stuff on that bubble, like bubble lobotomy, mm-hmm. and. Um, there was like, I wanted to try Thunderbird cause I've been doing a lot of like crimping and you can kind of like, yeah, maybe it's not valid to drop, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to climb down this and you know, nothing crazy once yeah. you get past that crux part. Um, and, uh, I had cr- like crazy. I was like, wow, this worked just immediately. Like immediately when I was like on holds, I was like, wow, I just feel so much more confident. I feel, um, more powerful my fingers feel more adapted to smaller holds and like bending and moving on bending my fingers and moving off smaller holds Mm -hmm. like even just that and then i found that i had uh a lot of power in like uh in confidence in my feet as well yeah um i was trying uh i was trying i think i was trying maze of death or something like that and that was like wasn't going well for me and i was like my skin was kind of messing up or whatever and i i was kind of like i think i'm gonna like like bag this for the day like eh, i'm just not feeling it or whatever and it was kind of late in the buttermilks and uh we drove back down i was like i'm gonna try thunderbird i just want to try it i just want to see where i'm at and then take a rest day and, and check it out and you know warmed up or i was kind of like still warmed up from maze of death or whatever and um i remember feeling like when i pulled on you know, I waited and all that till it was a little cooler, someone down, whatever. I remember pulling on to the beginning holds and I was like, they're, they're big, but I was like, this is the biggest they've ever felt. And then you right away immediately hit that little razor blade right hand crimp and was like, 
wow, this is the biggest it's ever felt. And I'm thinking this, like, as I'm, I'm pulling off of it and trying to do this, you know, you do this big uh, left-hand move and you have to dead point. It's very, very, like, it's a moonboard move. You know, mm -hmm. it's like a small crimp and then right. you drive on your feet and then you latch something. And I'd never made that latch ever. I'd gotten close and then your skin goes to hell because, like, that razor blade. Sure. And I just, like, stuck it first go. Like, first go of the trip, first go was like, Oh my God, that's great. Like that, I felt like just translated like so one-to-one -one. Mm. and, um, kind of came back from there and was like, okay, cool. This thing's like the real deal. Like I'm finding that I'm getting stronger on stuff. I'm, I've never been great on crimps like in the past. And this thing helped my crimp strength like crazy and uh, just power in general. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think I've talked to anybody about how well did it translate for you to real rock. It seems like most people who are really into moonboarding end up into moonboarding. Um, at least the people I've talked to. And that's certainly just that I haven't talked to the right people. So it's cool to hear that it translated that immediately for you to, to real rock. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> it could be hyper specific, right? Like that's just, you could essentially set that in any gym and across the country, right? You could right. set like the Thunderbird move and it just, I think that translated real well. Like would buttermilker translate? I don't know. Right. But right, it, right. It, there are certain things that might, that one was just like, I remember that being like a one-to-one, -one, like, wow, I've never done this move and it's never felt so big. And then just boom. Yeah. Sent it. So it was cool. Well, I think you just kind of hit on, you know, the, the really important part of it is that, it's a really great tool for specific things, you know, a really amazing tool for specific things. So it's, it's cool that you went out and found that specific thing. Are you still finding that when you get to climb outside? Yeah. So, um, shortly after that, I came back and, you know, I, I remember on that Bishop trip, I was like, man, I miss like, I want to like do more benchmarks, I like make more videos. And like, yeah. I want to just, you know, have this complete collection. <laughs> like I'm so I'm so obsessed with like, just like, I love the repetition, like mm -hmm. I, in, in a mm -hmm. lot of things, you know, in just in life in general. And I love like checking boxes and, you know, I like the grind. It's relaxing to me. It's not, yeah. it's not a, um, oh man, it's like not eating my vegetables. You know, it's like, I look forward to the grind and I was like, oh man, I want to like, I'll look at, um, I remember when I first was first moonboarding, someone showed me go big or go home you know, and I, I was still like in the, in the sneaker, you know, and I was mm -hmm. like, that's crazy. I'll never do that thing. It seems insane. Someone then showed me like, you got to check this out. It's black beauty. Like, okay, that's even crazier. Never. So black beauty that. already existed when you were starting this campaign. Yeah. I saw it pretty early because you know, it's like people had the led and they're like, look at this thing. Daniel Wood said, it's like four holds and it's insane looking. And the same thing with go big or go home. It's kind of one of those like you know, well-known benchmarks. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing both of those super early and being like, wow, this is next level, you know, no shot. This is crazy. But I got really into the, just into the process. Like I love the process of just yeah. trying, trying, trying. And I would get to benchmarks and be like, I'm going to try this. Like before I even started working on it, I was like, I know I'm going to try this 50 times, 75 times, a hundred times. And I was like looking forward to that, that like, journey on that problem you know mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy but i don't know i like that it's like comforting yeah i mean i kind of feel that way about some of my home projects on my wall you know yeah. 
that I, I look forward to getting on those again as much as I look forward to going out and trying my outdoor projects. Do you still get the same feeling outside? Um, I would say in the last year, I haven't climbed outside a ton. Um, and I guess I maybe meandered off your last question, but it does still translate um, for me. Shortly after that Bishop trip, I came home, um, did a few more benchmarks, more videos, and was feeling strong. And then we went to, um, I think right before, uh, my wife and I went to a wedding, and I remember being like, almost like you know how you get like a little bit worked up on a trip like oh am i gonna do this like am i right. gonna am i gonna right. am i gonna do this before i have to go home mm-hmm. i was like trying to do mad about you like before i go to the wedding am i gonna get yeah done? yeah i was like <laughs> i was like trying to do uh mad about you which is a really it's a hosiak uh lee benchmark v10 and it's really similar to um it's a good trainer for black beauty okay and i remember just like trying that thing trying that thing trying that thing over and over and over and i was like am i going to do this thing before the wedding because it was like i know i'm just going to be like drinking like looking for the nearest moon <laughs> yeah. board to the wedding venue yeah, yeah exactly like hey i kind of dip out <laughs> after the ceremony and just like i'll be just a few minutes you know maybe like this uh humidity here is better and this gym's better or whatever you know um so I remember doing it like a day or two before we left for that wedding. It was like, man, I feel so good. We came back and I was like, I want to go to Colorado. I've never been. Yeah. Uh, all my years of climbing, never been to Colorado. I want to check it out. Um, have friends there and was psyched to see them too. And I was like, I really, really, really want to try top notch. Uh, it looks awesome. It looks, you know, top notch V 13 or 14, 13, 13. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, and it's, um, it's a Thai, I think it's a Thai landman, um, okay. a Thai landman boulder and it's just super beautiful. It's like, oh, you know, overhanging a little bit more than the moon board and it's just got really nice holds. It's got a notorious, uh, first move. It's very, you know, it's a prestigious boulder. Like I just really wanted to try it. And we went to Colorado and I did the first move, uh, second go. And then I did all the moves in a session mm. and I was like, wow, this is translating really well like this feels really good and again it's a one-to-one type thing if i was doing an overhanging compression prow then right. maybe not right but sure this specific problem is translating really well to what i've been doing at moonboarding um and really all i've had time to do which is moonboard and um i wasn't able to put it together uh but it was still translating for me outside yeah which is good to which is a good feeling yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Are you, you said you're not getting out that much right now. Yeah, I'm just, I've been just busy. Like my time's kind of eaten up with, uh, with work and just life in general. And mm-hmm. um, I'd say during my work week, I only get maybe, maybe five hours to, uh, to train. So like breaking that up, like I can probably train before work for like two hours or maybe two and a half and then you know, I'm working and then, um, on my days off, you know, I'm trying to get in more and train more, but that's, I think what, I think that's why I have to be super specific and really regimented on like my sessions. Sure. Kind of plan them out beforehand. Yeah. Does, does moonboarding give you the same, um, does it fulfill you, I guess, in the same way that outdoor climbing did before you found the moonboard? 
Yeah, I, it does. And I, I struggled with that at first when yeah. I was kind of transitioning more to indoor climbing because mm -hmm. the, the <clears throat> age old express, it's just, Hey, you're training inside to climb harder outside. Right, right now right. I'm training inside to climb harder inside. <laughs> and then I want to do benchmarks so I can do more benchmarks. So it's, it's kind of this like snake eating its own tail. And I maybe struggled with that. Like, oh, I should really go outside or I should really do this. But I was just, I kind of had to just accept that I wanted to follow like what I was psyched on, like yeah, what totally. I was motivated on. And I just kept thinking like, I did mad about you. I really, really want to do black beauty. I want to put the time in and I want to give it like a real effort. Yeah. You know, I think I maybe have a shot. I can reach all the moves and, um, just putting them together is like really hard, but I really wanted to put some time in on it. And that year I did it. Um, I did black beauty uh, almost exactly a year after I broke my foot. Hmm. It was like, I broke my foot like the end of August and I did black beauty the end of August the next year. And so was black beauty the last benchmark for me? It was. Yeah. So it took you just about a year, just about a year to do them all, to do them all. Okay. Yeah. So, and that was at the time, I think there were 283 or something like that. They've added a few now, like there's 355 now. So that was just like the first, you know, batch of them that I was right. able to do in that year. Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, I think it's a mature decision, um, to, to grapple with the idea of, is my motivation in the wrong place? you know, because you've been told it or felt it or whatever in the past and now it's changing and you're like, I don't know what's going on here. Is there something wrong with me almost? You know, I could see it even feeling that way. But then recognizing that like my value system is mine, period. No one else's values can be pushed on me. And if this is the thing I want to do, then then that's the thing you should do. You yeah, ab absolutely. Whether I, it's climbing outside, inside, yeah. not climbing at all. Whatever you want to do. I mean, I, I was, I, I hit this point where I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I feeling guilty about wanting to climb on right. the moon board? I'm just doing what I want to do. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not in like, you know, super connected to like a lot of what other people are doing. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. And like, this is what I want to do. Like when I did black beauty, that was the hardest thing I've maybe, you know, it's, it might sound crazy, but that might be the hardest thing I've ever done, you know? Sure. And that was definitely the hardest thing that I've done in that year yeah. by far. And I did a couple problems that I still wanted to do in red rock. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, I'm definitely most, I'm, I'm proudest of that. So who cares? Right. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, Whatever totally. I do. mean, you know, people, there are athletes all over the world who, who play their sports, who do what they excel at indoors. It doesn't have to be no, there's no rule that says your sport needs to be outside or yeah, it's you just have <laughs> to be enjoying the, the outdoors to, to do your sport. You know, when I first started climbing, I got a lot of flack from people for being outspoken and saying, I don't do this for the adventure and for being outdoors. I do it because I like the gymnastic aspect of it. And I like pushing myself hard and I like, you know, the mental battles I have to go through 
for me, it's like skateboarding. Oh yeah. You know, that's how it felt to me. And I love skateboarding just as much. And skateboarding is all about let's, let's make the whole world concrete, you know, that would be great. So, so, you know, I, I definitely respect that you just made the decision. Like this is taking the place of what outdoor climbing used to provide me with. Yeah. I mean, the only thing was just, it, it was like, Oh, there's maybe outside judgment about, Oh, well, you're just, you know, doing benchmarks or you're just climbing on a moon board. That's all you do. Like <clears throat> I just, yeah. Like you said, I don't care. Yeah, Like you're <laughs> just, you're just climbing on rocks. That's all you do. Yeah, It doesn't, you know? it doesn't matter to me. Like I like climbing on rocks too, you know, but, um, it's been, and the community has been awesome too. Like when I was like recovering and doing all these benchmarks, I was getting, you know, more and more people like, Oh, like your video helped me send and stuff like that. And that's, right. you know, that's, that's great. That's mm-hmm. kind of, it's kind of taken that place of when you're with your crew and someone sends and, or maybe you give someone some beta on that small level at the boulder and yep. now it's taking that place. And that's a really satisfying feeling for climbing, you know? Yeah. You know, when Nate featured you in the newsletter, um, in our newsletter, the current, I was excited about it, even though I'm, I'm not a moon boarder at all. I've spent very little time on it. Um, as you could tell from today. Oh, you were crushing that <laughs> sloper though. And as <laughs> long as I got crazy. my pinky on it, it was okay. Yeah. Um, I was happy about it because I just respect the, the dedication to something. It doesn't matter to me what it is, you know, Tony Hawk spent 15 years trying the 900 and, and, you know, was willing to lay it all out there in front of all his, you know, competitors, all of his friends, the whole world. Um, and I like that it wasn't like this secret thing that you were doing that you put it out there and you're like, I'm going to try to do all the benchmarks. I've got black beauty left you know, and then you do the thing. And that's, to me, that's really exciting. Watching someone see through this vision they had, you know? Yeah, it was, it was really exciting. And it was this big question mark and this big motivator because I, I tried, there's a few benchmarks that I tried for months and I was like, I need to do this one before I can move on to the tens. Like, uh, there's a, it used to be nine. I don't know if they upgraded it, but, uh, it's called blow by, Ben Moon's it's really hard it's um it it was really difficult for me it took me a long time to do and it was this like uh this like hurdle in getting all of the nines because I'm like I well I have to make videos of all the nines before I got onto the tens I had a bunch of the tens so you did them all in order I tried to do them all in order. Yeah, okay. I tried to do them all. I started with, uh, and I did, I've done. It wasn't a, hard enough already. Let's, <laughs> let's do it like this. And I've done a bunch of them, uh, twice, three times, four times. Cause like, um, you know, there's a couple that like my, I got like a phone call or something when it was recording and it like <laughs> messed up the recording and it was like, Oh my God, I gotta do that thing again. So a lot of those videos you see, that's like third, fourth time doing it, you know, cause then I'll do it again. And I'm like, Oh, I don't like the way that my foot looks here. Or like, I want to do this a little smoother or maybe a little slower or mm. whatever. So I'm pretty, um, like picky on how I'm like, like how the movement looks too. Yeah. Uh, I want to try to like, highlight the benchmark. I want to try to highlight the movement and I want to try to make it look good because it's, you know, someone put some time in to set that. I want to climb it well, 
even if I got to climb it, you know, five times or something. Yeah. Do you think that being that picky about it and I didn't like the way I looked when I did that move and not as an, not as an egotistical thing. Like I'm worried that people are going to judge me because of the way I look, but more like what it sounds like you're saying is I want to improve the way I'm doing this. Yeah. Do you think that helped you with the whole process? Like, yeah, absolutely. And, um, I mean, I'll get, I've gotten messages in the past too. That's like, Oh, Hey, that looked like you kind of bounced off the start or, um, Hey, maybe your foot touched the other, like whatever, like maybe wrapped or something like that, you know? And so it's like, cool. Like I'm totally open uh, to that. Cause I want to do it right. I want to do it the way mm-hmm. that it's intended to do. And, um, I want to just, so I climbed it again. Like someone was like, Hey man, that's like, that starts kind of not legit and you bounced off it. And I was like, cool, I'll do it again. I'll just go do it again. And I ended up doing it like three, four times in right. that next session. and was like, wanted to pick the best video that looked good. I sent it to that guy and was like, Hey, is this better? You know, I'm totally open to all that stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think it does help. I think, um, I'm pretty hard on myself as far as, um, wanting to do it well. Um, and wanting to try uh, really hard to put in that extra effort. I mean, I, man, I like painstakingly toiled over that camera angle too that I ended up choosing for everything because I was like, right. this is going to be the angle for everything, you yeah. know? And um, even when I got a new phone halfway through, I was like, oh, the color balance is off and like, <laughs> this is weird. And like, <laughs> it's going to, I don't know, I just like the aesthetic is all messed up. So um, I think that does help, like being particular. I'm really into subtleties and, detail and and being particular it's it's why i like bouldering it's why yeah. i like um i like the challenge i like the like you said oh my pinky has to be on mm-hmm. to do this i love that stuff and digging deep into it and um i think that is a big factor for keeping me motivated and keeping me going even after all the benchmarks are done yeah someone told me or someone uh shortly after i did black beauty someone was like hey like congrats like you did them all like you're done i'm like no i'm just starting yeah <laughs> like there's so much to do there's all kinds of problems to do people are so strong out there and um i love you know how far i can go and digging deep into new projects and there's always something to check out yeah that's that's really cool man you just said something really interesting about you know somebody will send you a message like it looked like your foot might have wrapped there or might have touched this hold or whatever and I've, I've always joked that bouldering is the the purest form of climbing with the most rules <laughs> and and i stand by that um and it's like moonboarding has its own set of rules really yeah um which sort of maybe in some way makes it its own thing, whether you like it or not, you know, I view it as a training tool for climbing outside, but your version of the moon board is as its own entity, its own thing. You know, it's, it's transcended the idea of just going climbing. It's, it's the thing, it's the goal. Yeah. And for a lot of sessions, it, it really, has become that, um, for me. And in a lot of aspects, you're totally right. Uh, it's funny when I tell people outside of climbing or people I work with or whatever, they're like, Oh, like you climb. It's like, yes, I climb, but then I boulder and then I moonboard and then I do benchmarks. So it's like this, 
yeah. fu- it's like this funnel of just the most hyper specific like act you can do, which I think is really funny and I enjoy it, but it's funny that to just be so deep down into this like a discipline for lack of a better word, you know, or mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So the moon board represents multiple things for you. Part of it is a training tool mm-hmm. for outside. Yeah. Um, moon boarding is a training tool for benchmarks. Yep. And then benchmarks are their own thing. What else do you do training wise? So, um, I do, I have a pretty, like pretty specific and maybe it's, it's too, uh, repetitive, but I have a pretty specific, um, uh, up that I'll do every, every session, um, where I'll do like some jump roping and some jumping jacks. And I usually try to do like a hundred pull-ups, a hundred push-ups, uh, like some sort of sit up, like whatever. And then some one arm hangs or some hangs on smaller edges to mm-hmm. warm up. And yep. then that takes like 30 to 45 minutes. Um, and depending on the day, uh, if I'm doing a high volume day, let's say like a five to seven, like the five to seven day high volume or mm-hmm. six to eight, then I'll do a bunch of those and like 10, 15, um, 20, whatever. And then I'll go and uh, I'll one arm hang with some weight and do some campusing. But otherwise, that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I do. Uh, you know, I don't ever train any endurance. I don't, I don't do much cardio really, um, other than <laughs> running up and down, trying to do the record, <laughs> the you know, for the camera. <laughs> uh, that's my specific cardio. But um, do you but, feel yeah. like before this whole moon board thing started, because you had spent quite a bit of time climbing outside, yeah, for sure. do you feel like you were already a good technical climber? Yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought I was all right. Um, yeah, my style has totally changed in the last few years though. I used to just love, um, outside. I would just give me anything that's just compression, like steep compression uh-huh. on holds, you know, I'm yep. thinking of stuff like the flame or what, uh, right, you know, just right. stuff like that. Right. Yep. Um, I was like, Oh, that's what I'm strongest in. That's what I can push myself in. And now, and I used to shy away from 40 degree, 45 degree, 35 degree faces with crimps. And now I'm looking more towards those things because that's everything I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And that's been really cool because it's just opened up the, all these other problems for me to go and try, you know, test myself on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, you did, you said something really interesting today when J star was asking you about your you know, your training outside of the moon board. Um, you talked about, and I, and I admire the specificity of this, that you talked about, if there's a hard move for me, then I'll, you know, during my session, I'll just try to hang that hold, you know, a few times or, you know, adding that really specific stuff into your session, essentially because that's your project. You know, I'm, you're training specifically the mo as specific as you can get for, for that hold, that, that project. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do, uh, I'll do one arm hanging on the, on the moon board and campusing on the moon board. And like you said, just holding positions. Um, there's a couple things that I'm working right now where I just want to hold that position or I want to hold one hold down or like do the move one hold down or one mm-hmm. hold away and really just work up to latching that. And it's, it's sometimes a 
oh, it's sometimes such a slow process. Like, okay, I hit it today, or okay, I got one finger on it today. Or, right. Okay, I maybe got like a little bit of engagement mm-hmm. on that hold today, and sure, it's it's really small progress, but I enjoy that progress. Quite yeah, a bit. I mean, I think for some of us, for a lot of us, I think in reality, that's the most rewarding part of bouldering, like figuring out these tiny little bits of progress and how to make them and working hard for that and seeing it through, you know, oftentimes just sticking a move or figuring out if I turn my foot slightly this way and engage at this point or breathe at this spot or whatever, that makes all the difference. You know, just figuring those things out is sometimes better than the send. No. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. That, that process is so rewarding and it's just, and now don't get me wrong. I like, I do want that process to end at some point and send, but I I think that's important. I think the send is a necessary part of the process. It doesn't have to be the most rewarding part of the process, but I think it's a necessary part. The, the most ideal, um, like progression uh, in that, in that sense outside I've ever had is in 2012, I really wanted to do uh, wet dream, which is like a famous, mm-hmm. uh, V12 out here in black velvet Canyon. And I remember I did, it was like the most stair, it's like step progression I've ever seen. I've ever had, I did it from the jug on the right side, which is like, I don't know, eight or nine. And then I did the right, which is like 11. And after that I was like, okay, I'm ready to try the 12 and try to link all the 12. And mm-hmm. I remember when I was ready for red point goes, Every single attempt, I was getting very slightly, uh, just a little bit higher and a little bit, you know, up on the, there's slopers at the top. So it'd be like, I'd be getting a little further up on the slopers before falling, or maybe I do next hand move. And that was, man, that was just such a rewarding on, you know, a five-star world-class boulder. And Mm -hmm. that progression was so great. Like, that's what I remember most about it. Not even the send is like, I remember falling so high on it. I fell like... Where, you're, where you shouldn't even fall on it. and um, But I was still getting a little higher, right? So yep. I was just loving that that progression. And I find a lot of that on the moon board. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about this, but this morning I was talking to Bill Ramsey and we were talking about being open-minded late in the game on a project. And maybe you find a different way to hold a hold or you know, a different foot or a different foot sequence or a little intermediate you can use or something. But a lot of that stuff doesn't exist on the moon board. You're not going to find a new hold, you know, (laughs) um, you're not going to, in most cases, find a new way to hold the hold. Um, does that get frustrating? So it can, um, because it's really, it's so it's just so black and white. It's you can grab it or you can't. You yeah. can pull on it or you can't. Yeah. Um, hey, all I, I grabbed it perfect. All four fingers on, whatever it might be. Pulled as hard as I could. Was feeling good. Still can't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, what I find is that there are little. Um, there's still progression to be made in the fact that like I'll watch my videos and it's like okay I readjusted one time on this and I need to readjust zero times. Right. I need to hit it perfectly, wrap and move, yeah. or I'm climbing it just a little bit too slow, or I see that my hips are sagging, or mm. I'm not driving through into my foot, mm. and so I start to find these other efficiencies that I can create rather than um, outside 
you know, and I think that's where the openness comes into just being like, okay, I'm okay with how I'm doing this. I just really need to either climb it faster or climb it more efficiently. Shit, man, you're selling me on this thing. <laughs> um, so what I'm hearing you say, which is really interesting, uh, is that because there, there's not a way to dumb it down, like you're not going to find a knee bar, right. you know, yeah. it's not going to be like a lot of Waco tanks in the last few years in that a bunch of people are climbing V11s and V12s now because they found a knee bar that makes it actually V8 or V9. Right. You know? That's not going to happen. So you, you don't waste time essentially looking for new beta, new options, ways to dumb it down you end up having to just get really hyper-focused on your movement, your mindset, your motivations. It's it's all internal. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard to grapple with because it's For like, sure. well, damn, I'm just not good enough, you know? And yeah. you have to sit and grapple with that and be like, no, like I am. I'm just weaker on right arm lockoffs, and I really need to just maybe I'll spend more time doing right arm lockoff drills or locking off on that hold like 10 times before I'm done with my session or just one arm hangs, whatever it might be, you know? So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do it. Right. So I'm going to take, do whatever it takes to do that. And like you said, you can't dumb it down. So I'm just going to meet the challenge and try to overcome it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of these, these things that you're kind of highlighting and just bringing to light for me, apply on other walls as well, you know, other boards, other spray walls, whatever they are. I think the error I've been making is that I still see it all only as training. Even even if I get excited to send my training project, I still view it as training. So I'm not making the, the, the really specific efforts, um, like hold these positions several times during a session or figure out how to one arm hang this hold because I know my left hand's going to cut off when I do this move. Um, I'm not making those really specific efforts. I'm just saying I'll improve over the next season or two and I'll eventually do this. So I like this new way of thinking about gym projects. Yeah. And it's, it, some of it is tricking yourself and there's definitely some buy-in, right? I think there's some, uh, it's not a learning curve, but I think it really is just a, you have to kind of buy, I had to buy into it. And for me, that was, that was the process of the recovery was during that recovery of my foot. I really bought into, Hey, this is cool. Um, I'm, really obsessive when it comes to completing things and checking boxes and lists and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And I'm really into it. I like the, I like logging. I like leaving comments, all that stuff. Um, so I just, by the time that I had decided, um, to make like a video catalog of everything, I was totally bought into everything about it. And in, in, the fact that it was getting my fingers stronger and helping my recovery. And then, like you said, just enjoying the project as a gym project. Yeah. And it, it definitely helped me that that mindset has helped me because, um, 
it, there are, <laughs> there are times when, man, I'm just, I, Hey, I'm, I just think I'm never going to do this thing. It's just so hard. It's so insane. Which makes the black and white nature of it even more frustrating yeah. and hard to grapple with. Yeah. Because it's, it really comes down to like, okay, now what are the other things? If I can't knee bar or heel hook or heel toe cam or something like now I have to really start doing the hard decisions of now I have to change my diet or now I have to change, um, how fast I'm climbing and just be a little bit harder on myself and more disciplined with, Hey, how much, how much sleep am I getting? How much sugar am I having? And it it starts to affect all these other things because I can't focus on maybe finding a new hold or a new beta. Right. Right. This is, this is going to be a really tough question to answer. Yeah. What's up? But how often is the answer I need to get stronger? And how often is the answer I need to figure out a way to be better? Um, I'd say it's different from, uh, from just from benchmark to benchmark. Yeah. Or just when you're working on a move on the moon board, that's hard for you. Yeah. I think I, I mean, I, I've always thought like the, like my brain and I'm sure a lot of other people's brains are their biggest enemy in stuff, right? Like me walking up and looking at black beauty and the first time I saw it or the first time I saw go big or go home and being, I'll never do that. That's not a great place to start, right? Right, That's not a positive mindset to start in. Sure. Um, and that's already, I'm overcoming that. So I'd say more often than not, it's, I need to get better mentally allowing myself to Mm. believe that I can do this move. And then I think, um, once you have decided that you're going to do the move, you can do it, you're able, and I can reach it and all that stuff, then I think the physical part has, in my experience, taken care of itself because I'm allowing myself to know that I can do it. And then now that I know that, okay, cool. Now I'm just going to, I'm just going to get it done. I'm going to do what it takes to get it done. Yeah. Cool. Good answer. (laughs) Before we wrap this up, I I know I'll get questions about this. Um, so I kind of want to ask this last question just to, just so I don't get a bunch of emails or comments like, well, we don't know anything about this guy. You know know that his name is ravioli. That's all you need to know. Um, but you, you work a, a stressful job where you work a lot. Do you think if you didn't have that moonboarding still would have ended up being a thing because it sort of fits into your lifestyle pretty well. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I, I, I work a lot, uh, on a good week, it's 40 hours on a more normal week. It's 50 to 60. Um, and I think that moonboarding and like for a lot of people climbing is just, it's that calming, um, great workout, great release, and really like centers me, uh, mentally. I, it's tough to say if I would have, um, come to moonboarding if I didn't work where like the job I work, but, uh, I don't know. I think moonboarding in like that whole system in the benchmark system really appeals to me. All that mm-hmm. stuff appeals to me. So yeah. I'm sure I would get into it, but what if 8a.new was a better website? <laughs> Would, would yeah. moonboarding ever have happened then? <laughs> it's tough to say, man. I haven't logged anything on 8A forever. So 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but I, I can say that I'm thankful for it because it is just um, really built uh, a cool, supportive community. Um, I do a lot of climbing alone. I do a lot of sessioning alone. I do a lot of hard climbing. I did Black Beauty by myself, you know, and mm. I'm glad I have the video, but I remember texting my wife just being like, I did it, like I did it, you know, yeah. and it's just, it's just me there, you know, and a lot yeah. of times I do feel like I'm climbing in a void and I don't know how hard things are. I don't know how hard I'm trying and things like that. So I'm very thankful for um, everyone out there that's psyched and motivating. And that's been a huge part. Um, and I don't really know. I'm sh- I, th- I think I probably would have gotten into it even if I didn't do yeah. what I do. But yeah. Well, I know there are lots of people out there who are glad you got into it, whether you would have or not. I know they're glad of it and because there's this the the whatever negative I've said about the moonboard in the past there is this cool community that's been built around it and the ability to keep people motivated and psyched and give people that release from their stressful lives if they need it um, from across the world through the use of Instagram videos of you climbing on a little, you know, a little yellow wall, (laughs) I think is amazing. And I know there are lots of people who are psyched that you did what you did because they're super motivated by it. And I'm not a moon boarder and I'm really motivated by it. And all the respect because I love seeing somebody dedicate themselves the way that you did. For me today, like I said, even though I'm not a moon boarder, I'm not a basketball player either, but I would love to get on a court with Jordan. That would be amazing. And that's, that's what it was like today watching you and Seagrist moonboard. Maybe I said on the Instagram, it was like Jordan and Pippin. Maybe that's too strong because Seagrist isn't a Pippin level moonboarder yet, but somebody lower level on the team. Oh man. Um, But, but watching Seagrist outside, you know, on sport climbs is the same sort of deal for me. He's a beast. He's so motivating. And that's one of the coolest things about this, this sport, this lifestyle, this industry, whatever it is that you call it, that's one of the coolest things about it is that you get to meet people, you get to sit in the same room with people, you get to climb on the same board or on the same crag as the the Michael Jordans of the sport, you know. So well, I'm glad you found it. Yeah, thank you. That's and it's a huge compliment. I appreciate you taking the time to to come and talk and you know keep doing it keep boomboarding awesome man are you gonna do the whole 2017 benchmark set eventually man that's like the number one question uh i get and i don't have a gym here in town that has that set yeah and um if anybody wants to donate a moon board (laughs) yeah ben if you're listening hook it up let's do it let's see what's up Uh, i'd be i'd be totally open to it though i'll maybe start a new page just for those benchmarks and yeah i'd love to dig into it yeah Awesome. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Of course. Of course. First off, thank you for your hospitality and for being so damned accommodating and for the session. It was really, really fun for me to watch the way that those two bounced off of each other and, and really learned from each other. And that's what great climbers do. Uh, they learn at any opportunity they get. Um, So that was really, really fun for me, and I appreciate it. Um, It was also really fascinating 
to hear somebody talk about this thing that I've felt recently. I, I come from a place where you train indoors to climb outdoors, and, and that's how my training has always been um, and where my mind has always been. And recently, having a gym where the projects will never change, very similar to a moon board, I've grown attached to some projects and I can see them as more long term and I can measure my growth with them and that's a really really exciting place to be but it doesn't fit the stereotype it doesn't fit the mold and and it's something you can very easily struggle with and just knowing that your identity as a climber isn't being challenged because you're choosing to climb inside is a pretty important thing. And I know that he's in Colorado right now trying his big project there and I still have my projects outside and so do most of the other people who are fanatics when it comes to climbing indoors. And that's totally okay. Do what you want to do. Like I said before, if you want to become a patron, you can do that at patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast or click the link right there in your pocket supercomputer. Also, check out the photo of that t-shirt while you're there. It's amazing. And if you're one of those moonboard people, you're going to want it for sure. And thank you, Lee Kujis, for making that available to everybody. I had to talk him into it. He just wanted to keep it for himself. Not true, actually. Lee would have given them to everyone for free if I'd have let him do that. You can and should be following Ravioli Biceps on Instagram. Very easy to find. There aren't many Ravioli Biceps on there. Plus, there's a link right there in the show notes. You can follow us on the Instagram and on the Facebooks. If you're interested in a training plan or one of the other many things that we have in our shop, Come and check us out at powercompanyclimbing.com. And you can look for us on the Twitter. There's plenty of moonboarders on the Twitter, I'm sure. But we aren't moonboarders, and you're not going to find us there because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. Time to finish. This time to finish. This time to finish. This time to finish.